0: Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. Good morning. Come on. Are you excited to be at church today? Yeah. For some of you, we had a great service last weekend, so if we saw you then, uh, we already told you Happy New Year. If this is your first time here in 2023, Happy New Year to you. Um, we're excited that you're here, and uh, I, I've got a, f- a couple of things I want to make mention of uh, that were not in the announcements. Before we do that, I want to do something, um, if, if we can, for just a moment. Uh, I want us to take a moment and just pray, and for many of you, you are aware, for many of you, you may not be aware. Um, that our family is uh, walking through some difficulty right now, and uh, doctors' reports uh, on my dad personally, and uh, things that we are that we are believing God for, and um, and so I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be preaching through some <laughs> through some struggle today, um, but I just want to ask you to pray, and and not not just that. Um, right now, there are more questions than there are answers, and so. Uh, there's a long ways to go in a lot of ways. But um, I just want to ask you to join with me and, and our family in praying for that need specifically. But I also want to do this, and I, wanna, I want I us to pray right now. Um, but if you have something that you're in need of, I know we don't have time to go around and, and get everybody's, you know, information. But will you just lift your hand right where you are if you need prayer? Like you just say, include me in this prayer. I'm walking through something difficult right now. Thank you. Can we just can we take a moment and just go to the Lord? Um, I feel like, man, over the last year, our, uh, the Lord really has us on this journey of uh, spending more time in prayer as a church. You know, last year we did May We Pray, which then turned into First Tuesday Prayer every single month. And then during the fast, which starts tomorrow, we're going to be uh, next Sunday evening and the Sunday evening after that, uh, taking time just to pray here at the church corporately um, and then even having times of, of prayer during our night of worship. And uh, I just I believe in prayer. Yes. Um, I do. I think, that, I think that prayer works. I think that, that God hears our prayers. I think that He wants us to communicate to Him and he knows everything before we ever even offer it to him, but at the same time He wants us to share that. He wants us to, to communicate with him and, um, and just believe Him. And I want us to just join our faith together, not just for the situation we're walking through, but for all of those that lifted their hands. Um, in this room just saying you know what i i could use i could use prayer for some situation in my life uh today so will you do that what can we bow our heads and just go to the lord in prayer lord we thank you uh we thank you for the opportunity to gather together in this room and and lord help us not to take that lightly and even right now in this moment to join our faith together and believe you uh, and believe that your word is true Believe that you are our healer and you are our provider and that you are everything that we need. And so, God, right now we just lift up every single need all across this room, uh, even the needs in our lives, Lord. And I thank you that you are, uh, God, that you're doing what only you can do. And, Lord, we don't, have to, we don't have to worry. We don't have to be anxious. But we can, instead of worrying and being anxious, we can take everything to you in prayer. And we, we just say today, uh, in whatever situation we're walking through, that we trust you. We love you. And we trust you, we believe that your word is true. We believe that you can do all things and nothing is impossible with you. And so we thank you for that. We thank you for miracles and healings in Jesus name. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. Amen. All right. A uh, couple of things I want to make mention of that are going to be coming up. Uh, the first one is our 2023 mission trip. I want to give you just a few details on that. Uh, and I would encourage you to go on the mission trip. If you've never been on a mission trip, I would highly encourage you to go on this mission trip. Uh, But just a few details really quickly, Uh, June the 9th through the 16th is when we're going to be gone, that's a Friday, so we'll fly out on a Friday, fly home on a Friday, uh, June the 9th through the 16th. Uh, We're going to be in uh, Christiana, Jamaica, uh, at the New Vision Children's Home, and so a lot of the ministry is going to be there with the kids and and updating facility things and things like that, so it's going to be a great time. We got to visit there, it was uh, three, I guess it'll be almost four years ago um, that we got to visit this place just for one day just to kind of see what was going on there and man, uh, it's it's incredible to see what um, what God can do through people that are willing to uh, to go into other places where we have way more resource and we can take our bodies and we can take our resource and we can go there and we can do projects and we can love on kids and we can encourage workers and people that, that live there on campus and so um, the total cost of that is going to be about $2,000. And so I know that sounds like a lot, but it's an investment, I really believe. Um, that can be paid in increments, so it's not like you got to come up with $2,000 on the spot. Uh, we'll be having here, here shortly, we'll be having a, a meeting for those that are interested in going. Um, there will be a deposit that will be due, and then the rest of it can be paid out before we uh, leave on the trip. And you can do fundraising. You can, I mean, however, however you want to handle that, we, we do different things every single year to kind of cover that cost, help kind of take some of that cost off. Uh, but it's about $2,000, but that covers that covers every supply, that covers the plane ticket there and back, the trip, all of your food, everything. So uh, that's kind of like an all-inclusive thing. Um, so you're not going to need a whole lot more than that uh, when we go. So I want to encourage you to, to to be a part of that and go on that trip. Uh, it's coming up in June, So and of course you'll be hearing more about that in the weeks to come. And then the last thing I want to mention really quickly is Grow Groups. Uh, If you'd like to uh, lead a group, our spring semester is February through April, so it's 12 weeks long, uh, and then we break in May, We, we do groups in semesters, and so that way there's a start time and an end, there's a start date and an end date. Uh, there's a study. There's a, a book of the Bible. There's you know some curriculum or something that that everyone's going through. And so uh, on the church center app, if you click on more, there'll be one, there'll be a form in there that's called the Grow Group Leader Form. And so if you're interested in leading a group, uh, you can fill that out, submit that. We do uh, we do approve everything that goes through there. So um, everything has to go through an approval process. And here's uh, here's the main thing that we're that we're asking is that you would submit that and. Um, and we require that you've been through next steps. So you have to have been through next steps and have the vision of our church and the heart behind groups and things like that in order to lead a group. So if you're interested in leading a group but you've never been through next steps, I would encourage you to get in the next next steps so that when groups roll around again, maybe for our summer semester, you can jump in. But want to make that known, that you can fill that out, and uh, we'd ask you to do that ASAP if you're interested in leading a group for the spring semester. Um, so last week, at the end of the service, we... Um, I announced that our word as a church for 2023 is dwell, and uh, and we're going to be in a series for the next five six weeks, talking about uh, talking about this this topic, different topics that I felt like the Lord dropped into my heart. Once I, once I felt like this was our word for the year, uh, as I was reading through the reading through the scripture, and then there were these uh, different topics and ideas and scriptures that the Lord kept kind of just downloading. Uh, into my heart and I was making notes on them. And so today, uh, today's really going to kind of be an introduction to this series and and what I mean by the word dwell and what we're kind of focusing on this year. And then I'm also going to preach part one of this series. So we got a lot to get to today, but we're going to begin in, uh, we're going to begin in Psalm 91, which is commonly quoted. Um, Back when we were in, many of you saw this, but back when uh, in 2020, when you know, the, the, the whole COVID pandemic and all of that. You'd even see yard signs all in people's yards that said Psalm 91, you know, because, because we claim these things for ourselves as promises from God. But I want to read the entire chapter, right, 16 verses. I'm going to read the whole thing uh, and talk to you about dwell for just a moment, and then I'm going to jump into uh, part one of our series. So Psalm 91 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, You are my refuge And my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly plague. He will cover you with his feathers under his wings. You will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the calamity that destroys at noon. Though a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, no harm will come near you. You will only see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling, my refuge, the Most High, no evil will befall you, no plague will approach your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and cobra, you will trample the young lion and serpent. Because he loves me, I will deliver him. Because he knows my name, I will protect him. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble I will deliver him and honor him with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So we we read Psalm 91 and probably everybody in this room at some point has read Psalm 91. And we claim things so we claim, you know, protection from God. You know, this is why this is a this is a big A big deal whenever we're walking through something, we read Psalm 91 and we claim protection from God. We claim provision from God. We claim God covering us and God saving us and we claim that we're not gonna have fear. We claim that God is going to guard us and that he's going to deliver us. And you could go through the list of all these things that Psalm 91 lists and says, This is what God's gonna do. This is what I'm believing God for, this is what I'm claiming for my life as a promise from God. But as I read through psalm 91 and see all of the promises in this chapter i also see something else that's interesting and the something else that's interesting to me is that the promises of this chapter i believe as you read this are dependent upon us meeting the condition that's mentioned at the beginning of this chapter so we're claiming promises from god from uh, from verses in the bible that we can do and we can believe god for but here's the Here's what I think the condition is that's stated at the beginning and even in the middle of this chapter and it's this right here. He who dwells. Who is God protecting? He who dwells. Who is, who is it that can rest in this place? He who dwells. Who is it that can, can say, okay, God is my fortress and God is my shield and God is delivering me. It's the person who knows I'm in the position of dwelling in the shelter of the most high God it's it's when we learn to dwell in his shelter that we see his protection if you're walking outside of the 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 shelter of God why would you if, imagine this if it's raining and storming outside come on I mean, you know in the last few months we've had some crazy weather and it's been warm and it's been cold and we've had two tornadoes and so I we really don't know you know what it's like okay what what time of year is that I don't know, but. If you walk outside of your home, you're going to get rained on. You're putting yourself in danger. You know that the safest place to be is inside here, but sometimes we have a tendency to walk outside there. Come on, especially in, in this part of the world, right? Tornado's coming, we're out on the front porch. I mean, we're, we're, like, we're, we're trying to see it. Where's it at, you know? Got to get a video. But it's the, person who, it's the person who dwells that experiences this protection and the provision and, and, and all of these things that we read in Psalm 91. It's when we dwell in his shelter that we see his provision. It's when we dwell in his, shel- his shelter that we see fear fall off of our lives. And all of these things we love to claim for ourselves, they're a result, they're a realization for the person who has made a point to dwell And so what does it mean to dwell in this place with God? Now, just a few things before we get into uh, the actual message today. Uh, The word that we translate here, that's translated in the in the, the translation of the Bible that we just read as dwell, it can also be translated as abide, can be translated as remain, which when you think about those words, you think about John chapter 5 and where Jesus is with his disciples. And he says, you know, he's talking about abiding. He's talking about remaining connected to the vine. Like I'm the vine, you're the branches. You need to remain in me. You need to stay connected to me. You need to abide in me. But the word translated here as dwell, uh, as I was studying this, it's most commonly translated as this word right here. Do we have this, this next word? Live. In fact, some translations, even if you were to read it in the New Living Translation, it translates it as, he who lives in this place. He who dwells, he who abides, he who remains, he who lives in this place. So, why am I telling you all this? I think it's because you need to understand, when I say that our word for 2023 is dwell, I'm saying that God wants us to focus on and pay attention to where we're living. And I'm not talking about your physical address. I'm talking about where are you living. Where do you live every day? Where is your focus and your attention? Where are you dwelling every single day? Where do you reside? Where do you remain? We can even say it this way like this. Where do you keep going back to in your life? That's where you're dwelling. I keep going back to my house because that's where I dwell. And even though I'm out here doing things at the end of the day, I keep going back to that place. Where do you keep going back to in your life? That's going to reveal to you where you actually dwell. Not where you say you dwell, but where you actually dwell. It's the place that you live in. It's the place that you keep going back to. So for the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at and talking about some different postures for our lives and places that we need to keep going back to regularly. And I I put this in my notes kind of as a funny thing, but I I need to give you a public service announcement. All right, you ready? Public service announcement. This series is going to get all up in your business. (laughs) So if you came to church in January looking for some fluff me up, you know, (laughs) just encourage me and send me home and tell me that all is good message or series. That's probably not what you're going to get over the next five weeks or so. Because I feel like the Lord is challenging us to go a little bit deeper. And to get a little more, can I say this? To get a little bit more serious about our walk with the Lord and our faith in Jesus. And not just going through the motions and not just showing up on a Sunday. But to go a little bit deeper. So this is, this is going to get all up in your business, but it's all right. Come on, look at your neighbor right now say, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You're going to be all right. We're going to grow. We're going to learn. So... We're kicking off this series that we're calling Dwell, and I want to begin in Mark chapter 8. And this passage we're going to read, it's in Matthew 16, it's also in Luke 9, but I want to read it from Mark chapter 8 today, and I want to start in verse 31. It says, Then he began to teach them that it was necessary for the Son of Man to suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, be killed, and rise after three days. He spoke openly about this. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Now, how many of you. Think it's kind of funny just a little bit funny that somebody would rebuke jesus peter jesus starts to talk about what's going to happen and peter pulls jesus to the side and it says he rebukes him in other words he's like jesus you shouldn't be talking like that anybody ever done that in your life we wouldn't say it that way like we're rebuking jesus anybody ever took jesus to the side and it's like jesus you shouldn't be talking to me like that you shouldn't be saying things like that i, I just think it's funny That Peter takes him aside and he begins to rebuke him. But turning around and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are not thinking about God's concerns, but human concerns. And then look at this. Calling the crowd along with his disciples. In other words, he gathers everybody together. He said to them, If anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. For what does it benefit someone to gain the whole world and yet lose his life? What can anyone give in exchange for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will also be ashamed of him when he comes in the glory of his Father and with the holy angels. So, as we jump into this series, here's the title for part one and what I want to preach on today. Disciples deny. Disciples deny. And here's the the little subtitle, because in every message we're going to be talking about a place where we're living. It's that I choose to live or dwell in a place of denying myself. I choose to live or dwell in a place of denying myself myself now how many of you woke up this morning and you rolled out of bed and you got in the shower and you got out of the shower and you thought how can i deny myself today how many of you got up out of bed you sat up in bed maybe you started reading you know something you started reading the news and the first thought that came to your mind is you thought lord help me to deny me today how can, I, how can I deny myself of something that I know I don't need or something that God is calling me to deny myself of today? See, many of us don't wake up thinking, how can I deny me? What would it look like today for me to follow Jesus, for me to deny myself? And a lot of times we don't enter the day thinking this, but according to Jesus, I think we need to start thinking about this. disciples deny what does it mean to deny ourselves well the original greek word that we translate here is deny it means to disown to refuse to accept to disregard to ignore and to strongly reject so jesus is saying you know what you know what if you want to follow after me if you want to truly follow me you're going to have to strongly reject you if you're going to follow after me, this is what Jesus is saying. If you're going to follow after me, if you want to be my disciple, that's how some translations put it. If you want to be my disciple, you're going to have to learn how to strongly reject you. Because as you follow me, there's going to be a tension. Because I'm going to lead you into places, I'm going to lead you to do things, I'm going to lead you into a lifestyle that your flesh is going to scream at you. And so you're going to have to learn how to strongly reject In other words, here's what we're declaring. I'm going to refuse to accept my fleshly way of living so I can live according to Jesus' way of living. This is what Jesus is calling us to. This is what disciples do. They reject their fleshly way of wanting to live so that they can live the way that Jesus has designed for them to live, so that they can actually follow him. So here's my first point about denying ourselves is that denying ourselves is necessary. Denying ourselves is necessary. Jesus called everyone together. I don't know if you saw this, but he he rebukes. Peter pulls him aside because Jesus is talking about what's to come. And Peter pulls him aside. The scripture says that he begins to rebuke Jesus. Don't talk that way, Jesus. We We don't need you to be talking negative, Jesus. We need you to be positive. And I can imagine Jesus like, I'm positive. I'm about to die. Like, I'm positive that this has to happen. This was the plan, okay? So he turns around to his disciples, and he says, get behind me, Satan, because you're not thinking about what God's concerned about. You're thinking about what you're concerned about. And immediately after he makes that statement, he talks about the difference between you're not concerned about what God wants you to be concerned about. You're only thinking about human concerns. And he calls everybody together. Says he gets the crowd and his disciples all together. Everybody that's there, he says, hey, come here, you need to hear this, you need to hear this. If anybody wants to follow me, if anybody wants to be my disciple, you are going to have to deny you. You can no longer live for you. You're going to have to live for me. You can no longer live for what you want to do and how you think it should be and, you know, the way that you've thought that it should be for so long. No, I've come to tell you something different. If anybody wants to be my disciple, he has to deny himself. Deny himself. Think about this for just a moment. It's impossible to follow your flesh and follow the spirit at the same time. It is impossible for you to follow your fleshly desires and follow the spirits leading in your life at the same time. You're either following one or you're following the other. It's impossible for you to live for yourself and your desires and be surrendered to Jesus at the same time. And every day we choose who we're going to live for. When you woke up this morning, as you go throughout your day, you are making a decision. Who are you living for? Am I living for me today? Or am I living for Jesus today? Am I going to follow what my flesh wants to do today? Or am I going to follow what the Spirit is leading me to do today? Here's, here's the image that Paul gave us for what I believe this looks like. This is Galatians chapter 2. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. And I love that he uses that word because it shows the intense reality of what it means to follow. Paul said, This is this is, let me explain it this way. We all know that Jesus was crucified. I have been crucified with him. And it's no longer I living, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I live now in the body, look at what he says. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, I am no longer living for me at all. Paul, If you read through the things that Paul said, you read through Acts and the things that Paul went through and the letters that he wrote to these churches and to (laughs) Timothy and and all of these things, you see this underlying theme that Paul was not about Paul. He was about Jesus. And everything that he endured, I mean, being in prison and talking about some people are preaching the gospel to make it harder on me. Well, at least it's being preached. Amen. Well, I'm in chains for Christ. You may think that, that maybe I've done something wrong. No, 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 no. No. I'm here because I'm, I'm, I'm moving the gospel forward. I'm moving the mission forward. I don't live for me. I've been crucified with Christ. I have died to myself. And to truly follow Jesus, we're going to have to deny ourselves. So, the first thing is that denying ourselves is necessary. Here's the second thing denying ourselves is uncomfortable. Denying ourselves is uncomfortable. It's necessary, but it's uncomfortable. I didn't say it's impossible, I said it's uncomfortable. Some of us have given up on denying ourselves and gone back to living for ourselves because we felt like it was impossible when it was just uncomfortable. It's not that it's impossible. We just don't like it. It's just uncomfortable. Let me, I want to read you, uh, I want to read you verse 34 from the Amplified Bible. Look at what this says. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Jesus called the crowd together with his disciples and said to them, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself set aside selfish interests, and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example, in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. There is nothing in that verse that sounds comfortable. I mean, Jesus is not, this, this is why you don't, need, you don't need me to tell you, like, you know, just give your life to Jesus and everything's going to work out for you. You no, need, you need Jesus in your life. I don't know how people make it through things without Jesus and without the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. But man, when Jesus called these people together, he said, hey, it's like, hey, you guys need to hear this. You need to hear this. Okay, This is what it looks like to be my disciple. There's another place where we would be told to count the cost. Before you make the decision to follow Jesus, you need to take into account that I have to die. I cannot follow Jesus and live for me at the same time. So if I'm going to follow Jesus, I have to die to me. I have to surrender my selfish interest and in the things that, that, that my flesh wants to do so that I can follow what Jesus wants me to do. Here's what, what Jesus said being a disciple looks like, just some things from this verse. It's setting aside selfish interests, being willing to endure whatever comes, conforming to his example, impossible suffer, suffering. And the problem that, that, that a lot of us have, okay, the, the problem that we run into a lot of times with this is that we love our comfort more than we love Jesus. So we, we love Jesus until it gets uncomfortable. And then there's a struggle. Come on, anybody ever lived in the struggle? Anybody living in the struggle right now? I know I am. <laughs> Do I choose comfort? Or do I choose Jesus? Do I choose to keep following? Or am I going to sit down right here and say, this is too difficult? Is it like denying ourselves is is anything but comfortable? It's anything but comfortable. It's completely uncomfortable, but it's necessary. Nothing in this sounds comfortable, but it's something that we're called to to do but here's the crazy thing about all this and it sounds like this is the opposite of what we've been talking about so denying ourselves is necessary and denying ourselves is uncomfortable but here's the third thing that I want to talk to you about when it comes to denying ourselves denying ourselves is life-giving denying ourselves is is necessary is uncomfortable but it's life-giving now I don't know if you saw this In the passage, I want to read it again. This is verses uh, 34 and 35. Calling the crowd along with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel will save it. Whoever wants to save his own life. can Can I paraphrase this? Whoever wants to live for themselves will actually lose their life. But whoever is willing to deny themselves and and die to themselves and give up their life for me for my sake to follow me, they will actually experience life. They will actually gain life. They will actually save their life. And right after Jesus makes the statement about denying ourselves and he says we got to take up our cross, we got to follow him, he gives us a picture of both sides of the coin. And he says, if you choose to try to save your flesh and live for yourself, you'll actually lose your life. And it doesn't feel that way to you now. But you'll actually lose your life if you decide to live that way. But, everybody say but. Wouldn't you have loved to just been under the teaching of Jesus in person? I mean, Jesus said some difficult things i mean in one instance he's talking about drinking his blood and eating his flesh and all of this and the crowd starts to walk away i mean like they're like ah, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know about this and jesus turns around to the the ones that are with him his disciples the ones that are closest to him and he says you're not going to leave too are you Everybody, you know, I can imagine the disciples, they're like, Jesus isn't isn't a popular message. (laughs) Jesus is like, I don't need any fakers. I don't need anybody walking around following me that really doesn't have it in them. And that isn't sold out. And he looks at the disciples, he's like, so are you going to leave? And Peter, Peter, you got to love Peter. He speaks up and he says, To whom shall we go? (laughs) You have the words of eternal life. Like, where are we going to go? We're staying right here. You know, we don't completely understand all this eating your flesh and drinking your blood stuff, but you know, you said follow us and take up your cross. Maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know. And they just kept on following him. Jesus said some difficult things, and he says, if you try to save your flesh, you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. But if you lose your life, if you destroy it, if you kill it, if you die to yourself, your sinful desires, your fleshly desires, you will actually save it. You're actually going to save it. You're going to heal it. You'll preserve it. You'll rescue it. You'll be delivered from the power of sin. This is what Jesus is saying. And it seems backward. Like, like give up your life and all of your fleshly desires and just follow Jesus and you'll, and you'll figure out what life is. To which we would say, that doesn't make any sense. But in the kingdom, it makes perfect sense. Because we're called to live for him and not live for us. And disciples deny. In other words, here's how we can say it. If we deny ourselves and surrender our lives to Jesus and his way, we'll discover real life. If we deny ourselves and we surrender to Jesus' way of life, we'll discover real life. We'll actually figure out what it means to actually live. To experience freedom, to experience breakthrough, to know what it looks like to, to follow Jesus, all in, and not just part of the way in. So, with the rest of my time, and and this is a little bit different today because I know we did the little introduction and we were talking about the word dwell, and now we're talking about denying ourselves. But here's what I want to do with the rest of our time is I want to give you uh, just some instruction. I want to give you some information because. I was thinking about this, and I thought, you know, this is great news for all of us. Because as a church, we have built-in ways for you to deny you. Anybody ever thought about this? There are built-in ways for you to, for you to jump in and be a part of this body and deny you. And so I just want to go through just a few. A few ways that, that you can, in 2023, begin to deny yourself and follow Jesus. Some practical ways to deny yourself this year. Here's the first one. Go on the mission trip. When I said the mission trip at the beginning of the message, there was probably 95% of you in here was like, oh, wow. that sounds good, but it's vacation time. It's $2,000. We just got done with Christmas. Talking about money. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm telling you, if you, want, if you want a great way to deny yourself in 2023 go with us on the mission trip, especially if you've never been on one. Some of us, listen, and I, I just want to make it practical for you. Some of us need to deny ourselves some other things so that we can invest in being a part of this mission trip. Some of us need to make the decision right now in January of 2023, I'm going to deny myself of some other things so that I can invest in this way in what God's calling me to do. Instead of feeding your flesh with something else, what if you fed your spirit in this way? Is it going to be uncomfortable? Absolutely. Mission trips are 100% uncomfortable. You're not in your own bed. Living conditions are not great. You're in, you're in a, another part of the world. It, it, is it uncomfortable? Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. But mission trips, they take us out of our comfort zone. And this is what I love. They place us in a situation that grows us and breaks us. Some of us need to be broken in 2023 and allow our heart to break for what breaks the heart of God. Is it going to cost you something? Obviously, it's going to cost you $2,000. But let me just ask you some questions, okay? And I know, I, I told you, in this series, I'm going I'm I'm to get all up in your business for the next few weeks, okay? How much are you going to spend on coffee this year? <laughs> $2,000 on coffee this year, <laughs> Let me, let me, and, and for those of you, like, I'm not, I, like, I'll drink coffee every once in a while, I drink it more for, like, the, the warmth, you know, if it's cold, I'll drink coffee because it's warm. Um, how much are you going to spend on eating out? So here, here would be my challenge, okay? If you decide not to go on the mission trip, let's meet in December, and let's look at all the money that you spent on coffee and eating out, and see if you could have afforded to go on the mission trip. It's not, listen, I'm not mad at you. Come on, everybody just smile one time. Just smile. Look at everybody, just smile. Everybody look around. You're fine, okay? I'm just challenging you. You're going you're gonna to put it somewhere. You could put it back and put it toward investing in spiritual growth and something that will give you a completely different perspective on what God's doing in the world. So let's, let's consider Going on the mission trip. Great opportunity for you to deny you and do something for the kingdom. Is it going to be worth it? Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to cost you something. But if I could bring every person up on this stage and tell you about the time that they've experienced on a mission trip before, you'd be sold. I'll tell you this. You go on it, you'll be sold. It does something in you. It does. It, it, it does something significant inside of us. Another uh, practical way to deny yourself this year. i just going to say it. Quit living in sin. To which everybody got real tense. <laughs> what is sin? Meet with me after church. <laughs> and I'll explain it to you. If you got a question about it, come ask me, and I'll tell you. The Bible's pretty clear on a lot of sin. And there's a lot of us, listen, I love you, there's a lot of us with one foot in and one foot out. And we want to love Jesus with all our heart, but we don't want to give up that. We want to love Jesus with all our heart, but if we get out of this, it's going to be painful. If we stop doing that, it's going to hurt. If we quit doing this, they might leave. I'm just telling you, some of us need to make the decision right now. And here in a moment when we all stand and and we do what we do most Sundays and we say, hey, ask the Holy Spirit what he's speaking to you. You need to allow him to say, hey, this is something in your life. Will you give that to me? Will you hand that over? Will you will you stop? Will you make the listen, will you make the hard decision? That's that's denying you. It's denying you. Part of the discipleship process is that you would begin to recognize sin in your life and that you would choose to stop feeding your flesh, that you would choose to deny yourself and follow Jesus and i really believe that for some of us even right now when you heard that something immediately came to your mind and that's why you got uncomfortable because it came to your mind that was the holy spirit bringing it to your mind hey can we can we deal with this can we talk about this can we can we walk this out and what this is going to look like disciples deny another way to deny yourself this year i'll get off of that one because you're all looking at me funny (laughs) it's get on a team and serve get on a team and serve if you come to church here for two weeks you'll hear us say something about that you'll hear us talking about there's people right now back in 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 i kids that are serving and loving on your kids teaching them worshiping with them get on a team and serve what would it look like in 2023 for you to lay down some selfishness and comfort to serve others? On a team here at the church, on serve days that we have, you know, every single month, you're going to begin to just show up and serve in our community. When we do our serve day in July, you're going to be here, and you're going to be like, hey, we're going to do all these projects all over town, and we're going we're gonna, to, this is not about me. I'm going out here to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I think it's a great way that we can deny ourselves, is that we begin, we say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to begin to serve. I'm going to begin to contribute to the kingdom and what God is doing in this community and through this church and in this church and in my family. And maybe you've got something on your heart that there's an organization, something that you're passionate about, and God's put a desire on the inside of your heart. Begin to do something about it. Jump in and begin to do something about it. Don't live in in the comfort, but maybe maybe it's you stepping out and doing something different. Um, and then here's the way that we're going to begin this year by denying ourselves. I've been talking to you about it. it's 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I want to end by talking about this and giving you some instruction and instruction in what this is going to look like and how you can participate in all those things. So you, you've, you saw the graphic earlier. We'll put it up again in a minute. But January the 9th tomorrow through January 29th it's 21 days where we're going we're gonna to be fasting. We're going to be denying ourselves of things so that we can feed our spirit. And we do this every year. Every year. We've added in where next Sunday night from 6 to 7, be here. And let's pray. Let's pray. On the 22nd, let's pray. On, on the 29th, be here. We're going to have a night of worship and, and a time of, of prayer even on that night. Be here. Be here. But 21 days of prayer and fasting, the 9th through the 29th. Um, fasting is denying the flesh and feeding the spirit. And for some of us, if we're just being honest... We have been indulging the flesh and denying the spirit. But it's time to flip it. We've been just doing whatever we want to do, but not really focusing on feeding our spirit. And this is an opportunity for us to deny ourselves of some things to feed our spirit. Fasting, I like this, fasting is pushing back against our desire to just do what we want to do so we can do what we need to do. It's pushing back the desire to just do what I want to do so that I can do what I need to do. I can feed my spirit. And I want to just, I, I, and, and I'm going to go through a few things, but before I do that, I want you to just ask yourself this question. Is my pattern to give into my flesh or deny my flesh? In your life, is your pattern to give into you in, the, in everything that you want in your flesh, or is your pattern to deny your flesh? What, what way do you lean? Come on, we just came out of the holiday season. There's not a whole lot we've been denying ourselves of. All the food, all the spending, <laughs> all the traveling, all the gathering, all, and they're all good things. And it's not even, we're not even going to necessarily be giving up bad things but they're just things that have a tendency to get in the place where God needs to be. And so we're going to deny ourselves. i will bring the worship team back. And uh, so so what will the next 21 days look like for us as a church? Um, here's the first thing, and I've said this a few different times, but if you are a part of this church, I am calling you to fast. If you are a part of this church, you're in. Okay? Now here's something I want to tell you. If you get into this fast and... and You slip up, start again. Don't slip up on day four and be like, oh, I gave into my flesh, maybe next year. No, (laughs) there's still 17 days left. Like, jump back in and say, Lord, I repent for giving into my flesh. I know I am weak, but you are strong, and so I'm going to lean into you, and I'm going to finish this thing strong. Come on. I even, I I put together, can we throw this graphic up? This is what fasting looks like. Can we show this to everybody? This is the first day of the fast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the last day of the past. <laughs> so if you're wondering what can I what can I expect? Tomorrow morning you're gonna be like, I'm doing this. I'm in. Some of you are gonna be like, I'm drinking water only for 21 days. I am seeking God. And then you're gonna get to day three and you're be like, I'm so hungry. feel like I'm starving. My body is eating itself from the inside. Fasting is uncomfortable. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. And I know this is funny. In a lot of ways, it will feel like that. But man, I'm telling you, every single year when we do this, on the other side of it, when we get to the end of this, there is something different. Woo, there is something different about when we're joining together and praying and joining together and worshiping and we're all fasting together and denying ourselves of some things so that we can feed our spirit It's important so each week here's, here's what um, what I want to give you uh, a few different things so each week um, what we've done in the past is we've we've focused on something and then we've added to uh, corporately, every single week so I'm going to give you a layout and I and I want you I want this to be the minimum okay I know I'm sounding like super direct and whatever but I'm just I'm asking for 100 participation there's not anybody in this room right now that 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 fasting is not for you it's for everybody it's for everybody and I know if you've never done it man it may be a struggle it might be and it may look a little bit different for everybody depending on what's going on in your body and, and what you've got going on. But, but we, can, we can all participate on some level. So here's, here's just kind of the, the basics of what we have, what we have done uh, and we'll do again this year. So January 9th to the 15th, so tomorrow through next Sunday, will be uh, caffeine and sweets. Caffeine and sweets. So we've always like taken it and said, hey, we're cutting out caffeine, we're cutting out sweets, we're cutting out those type of things, and we're denying ourselves of that. And instead of that, we're going to be in the Word, we're going to be in prayer. The next week, January 16th through the 22nd, we add in, we continue with the caffeine and sweets, but we add in a food element. So it could be, you know, a full fast, could be a partial fast, something like the Daniel fast could be a sun up to sun down type of thing to where we don't we don't eat from sun up to sun down, but we're going to eat the final meal. Or it could be that, you know, whatever that looks like for you, it could be a one meal a day fast or, we're, you know, I'm going to, every day I'm going to fast lunch and instead of that I'm going to get in the Word and I'm going to pray during my lunch hour, whatever that looks like for you as we add that in on the second week. And then the last week, the 23rd through the 29th, is technology. And so it's all social media. It's all television programming. It's all uh, uh, secular music. It's all, you know, and I'm not against any of those things. I'm just saying, what is it, what is it for you that it's going to be you denying your flesh and feeding your spirit? And, and I feel like, honestly, this year, in the past, we've kind of done this together like that. I feel like this year, that's kind of like a base level. I feel like God's calling us to do so much more. I feel, like, I feel like it's time that we really get serious about, no, I'm like I'm in for Jesus. And so maybe for you, maybe for you, I w- ask the Lord. When we sing this last song, ask the Lord, what is this supposed to look like? I want to name it. What am I fasting for? What am I believing God for? And what do you want me to do? Because it might be for you that for the entire 21 days uh, that, that you're going to do a complete fast. I mean, like liquids only. People have done that. Where it's like just liquids and juices and things like that, but, but no food. And they're just seeking the Lord during that time. Could be for 21 days you're going to do a Daniel fast where it's just fruits and vegetables and, and anything that's grown, basically. No, no meats, no sweets, no anything like that, but anything that is a fruit or a vegetable that comes from a plant. that that, that's what we're focusing on and that's what we're, we're eating for 21 days instead of just doing it for the last two weeks I'm gonna do it for the whole time maybe maybe for you listen you know that for you it's technology social media things like that and for the whole 21 days you're like I'm off I'm getting off I need to deny myself of this because I need I need to focus on the Lord and I'm spending too much time on that and I need to pull away from that and I need to feed my spirit I don't know what it looks like for you but Here's what I'm asking all of us to do in addition to this for 21 days. I want us for 21 days to fast negative words. I want us, even if, even if you're going week by week and you're just adding in what that is and doing that, and that's fine if that's what you do. That's a great starting place. But I'm just telling you, God's calling some of you to more. I know it. I know he's calling some of you to more. And not just the basics. That, he, that, that he's saying, if you'll, if you'll go all in, I can show you things and I can do things in your life and, and, and you can really feed your spirit during this season. But for 21 days, no negative words. We're only speaking life. We're speaking life. I'm speaking life over myself. I'm speaking life over my marriage. I'm speaking life over my kids. I'm speaking life over my church. I'm speaking life over my work. I'm speaking life over my boss. I'm speaking life over my co-workers. I'm speaking life over every person and every situation and everything in my life. I'm speaking life. And I think I think we'll be blown away if for 21 consecutive days all we do is speak life. I don't think we realize, I don't think we realize how much negative we actually speak until we're going to try to stop it. And something's going to come to your mind and you are be like, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> but I think it's a way that we can form new habits of, no, we speak life. We don't speak negative, we speak life. We're not condemning ourselves, we're speaking life over ourselves. Amen? All right, will you stand to your feet? I want to pray for you. Prayer team can go ahead and come down. I want to give you an opportunity to receive prayer if you need prayer for anything in your life. But I want to ask you this question. to kind of went through all of this, and we'll have you know things on social media. We'll be sending out text messages and just kind of information. And we have the 21-day devotional on the Bible app, so if you're not on there yet, uh, we'll send that out one more time with a link to where uh, there was a message that went out that had a link where you can join that. Several of you have already joined that, but if you haven't joined that, we're going to be, each day it's taking a different thing that we're going to be praying about together. Praying for our families all on the same day. Praying for our church all on the same day. Praying for our leaders all on the same day. And so as you're reading through it and reflecting on it and taking time to pray, it kind of keeps us all praying uh, on the same thing, at least that one thing every single day. I know you're going to be praying about a whole lot more than that. But um, but I want to challenge you, okay? Push yourself. Push yourself. On day seven, when you don't feel like you can do it anymore, push yourself. Keep pushing. Keep leaning into God. Keep drawing closer to Him. Disciples deny. Jesus said, if you want to be my disciple, you, you deny you. You deny your fleshly desires. And you take up your cross and you follow me. And there's no better way to start that than denying our flesh in this way for 21 days amen all right so let me pray for you lord we thank you thank you for your word thank you for this time that we have we see it as an opportunity to deny ourselves of some things so that we can feed our spirit and draw closer to you and be in your word and be intentional about prayer and god we're believing you during these 21 days for breakthrough. We're believing you for significant things in our lives. We're believing you for healing. We're believing you for for provision. But not just believing you for things, we're believing you for the things that you're gonna do inside of us. Lord, that when we come out of these 21 days that we will be different. That I will be a different person, that every person under the sound of my voice right now is going to be a different person. So Lord, as we jump into this starting tomorrow morning, I pray that you would give us strength, that you would give us boldness, and that we would walk it out, and that we would push ourselves, and we would know, even when it gets hard, you're right there with us. You're right there with us. God, help us to encourage each other, to speak life over ourselves, and over each other, and over our families, and our situations. And we thank you for all of this, in Jesus' name, amen.